Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Glory be to God. Today I'm teaching on how to receive the word of God. How to receive the word of God. There's a show I used to like watching on Netflix called, called, I want to say Boys Over Flowers. <laughs> no, but it's a serious show called Dragons Then until they took it off. I think they took it off because people were not watching it. It's human beings. The things that will help your life. But yeah, so Dragons Then. And it really helped me as a business person because I would watch how people would come and pitch their businesses in the presence of just nobody serious, just like five billionaires in pounds. And I remember watching an episode where there was this Nigerian guy and his mom. They are British, but they are from Nigeria, so they are Nigerian by force. And they wanted to start a business, a food business. Or they started a business, but they wanted, they were asking for a quarter of a million pounds to push the business forward. And they dressed in their Nigerian attire. It was a restaurant, so they brought like spicy jollof. It was so nice. And you could tell that they had put in a lot of preparation into that particular pitch. But then the conversation now started. They asked them, how do you want to grow your business? The guy said, oh, we just want to have one place where we cook and expand the online business. The mother said, no, we want to open restaurants in every city. And so despite all their preparation, when they finally met these people they wanted to meet, they were not prepared. And that kind of reminds me of the story of this rich young. You have to understand that people who met Jesus in his lifetime, many of them met him once. How many times? More often than not, it was once. It was difficult. I don't think you ever saw where the woman with the show of blood came and said, hey, Nami, you healed that time. So it was more often than not a once in a lifetime experience. And this rich young Gula has prepared. He knows what he's going to say. Praise the name of Jesus. That's where I want to start from today. He's prepared so much. In Mark chapter 10, from verse 17, as Jesus started on his way, a man ran up and knelt before him. So we see the expectation. It wasn't as if he saw him by chance. He ran up and knelt before him and said, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And some of you have the words you're going to use when you see those people you admire so much. Igwe, tallest man. <laughs> there are some people that if you see them, if you meet them, you know what you're going to say. And this guy is treating Jesus like that. He said, good teacher. He's teaching us what many of you don't know, that compliments will make room for you. He says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. But then he says, you know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't bear false witness, don't cheat. It's a long list. And the guy said, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. I chose Mark's um, account of this because of verse 21. It says that Jesus looked at him and loved him. Yes, God loves all of us. But you know how you love everybody in the body of Christ, but there's some people you just, you just like them especially. 
Bible says that Jesus looked at him and loved him. And then he said to him, can you guys read that part for me, please? Is the screen up? Please, let's read it. Jesus said to him, what? Okay. Why don't you want to read it with confidence? Read it once you're ready, go. Some people, once you meet them, I will change my life. And Jesus is the hero of this man. And he tells him, go and sell everything you have and come back and be my disciple. And this is where the story goes the other way. The Bible says the man was saddened by these words and went away in sorrow because he had great, great wealth. I'm starting like this because many of us want to learn how to receive the word. But what if when you open your heart to the word of God, you don't like what you hear? Hi. Hello? Some of you have those friends. Advise me. This Femi. Femi cheated again. I don't know what I'm going to do. Femi wants to break my heart. I'm still young. Because of Femi, see, I'm having, I'm having lies on my eyes. I'm having hypertension. Is he, is he a sin to love? And so you advise your friend to do what? Break up with Femi. Some people are like, why always Femi? There are people here, Femi has broken your heart. True. Somebody say yes, I did, but I heard it in your voice. So you advise your friend, please, my dear, leave Femi. And maybe before you know her, so you were quiet, you didn't say anything. I so you don't even want to advise me. What kind of friend are you? You don't want to give me advice. And then you say, leave Femi. I say, you are right. In fact, I'm going to go to his house and break her. It's not a problem. I will go to his house and I will. So you are waiting for your friend. Like, I've got you. Fighting. <laughs> go to his house and break up with him. She left around one. Two o'clock. Three o'clock. What? Four o'clock. <laughs> you sleep and wake up thinking you have a miss. See a miss call. Seven o'clock. You not call her, babe. How far? Say, ah. <laughs> Femi wants to talk to you. <laughs> Many of us are like that. God, speak to me. I really want to know good teacher. Good teacher, teach me. But what if you don't like what the word of God has to say? And it's true. There are going to be times in your life where you wouldn't like what the word of God has to say, but you're going to need it. Praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says he went away in sorrow because he had great wealth. But Jesus must have gone away in sorrow because great wealth had him. And it's so sad. So the very first point when it comes to receiving the word of God is that you must honor it above all else. You must honor it above all else. It doesn't matter what else you learn about receiving the word of God if the word of God does not matter above all else. I'm going to say that again. 
It doesn't matter what else you learn about receiving the word of God if the word of God does not matter above all else. Another story in 1 Kings chapter 22. The king of Israel and the king of Judah come together and they want to take a city called Ramoth Gilead. And so the king of Judah is like, is there not a prophet of whom we can inquire? And so they call 400 prophets. How many? The Bible says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is what? So they want to establish it very well. And they call 400 prophets. And they're all saying the same thing. Pursue. Overtake. Recover all. You will win. You will succeed. <laughs> you will not fail. <laughs> and so, this Jehoshaphat guy is wondering, ah, I know this, my friend. This, my friend, is evil. Why is everybody saying good about him? He's like, okay, is there no other person? And then see what the king of Israel said in verse 8 of 1 Kings 22. He said, there is still one man who can ask the Lord. Who can what? So me, I know that whatever he's going to say is going to be a word from who? He said, there is somebody who can ask the Lord. But I hate him. Because, listen, he never prophesies anything good about me. Only bad. He's the son of Mike, is Micah, the son of Imla. So, huh. I'm not referring to all those people who are always seeing you dying, dying, dying. But you know that this guy hears from God and he does not prophesy good about you. People don't understand mass. What does that mean? If A is equal to B and B is equal to C, it means that A is equal to what? In other words, God, for now, does not have anything good to say about you. That means you should change your words. Change your ways. But he's like, ah, no, dude. So, Joseph said, okay, let's just call the guy. And now my car guy is funny. It's funny. When he comes in 15, from 15B, he says, go and triumph. For the Lord will give it into the hand of the king. Like, maybe that's what he wants to hear. And you know that your friend, the one that is dating Femi, she asked ask you to be a chief bridesmaid. She said, okay. <laughs> they said, ah, go and triumph. God will do it. And the, the king said to him in verse 16, this guy is so confused. He said, how many times must I make you swear not to tell me anything but the truth in the name of the... So my cousin said, okay. You still know that again, Femi is babe. Uh -huh. I was, uh, you know what she would do now. And Micah said, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each return home in peace. In other words, the king of Israel was going to die. And then the king said to Joseph, did I not tell you that you never prophesied good about me? Only bad. <laughs> so Micah is like, since I've talked, let me just say everything that happened. And he talks about how he saw in a vision, God was like, how do I confuse this guy? And people were coming up with different ideas, board meeting. And then someone said, let us send lying prophets, which they did. And do you know what this guy did eventually? After making someone to swear that they are going to tell you what God said, he puts the prophet in prison. Famous babe now has blocked you. Some people don't like wise counsel. Are you aware? 
They can claim they like it. They can pray about it. They can pretend that they like it, but they don't. So before you start hearing five steps, ten steps, if you hear God, will you obey? You must value the word of God above all else. Above all else. When it's uncomfortable, God said it, I'm going to obey. When it's comfortable, God said it, I believe. When other people are going in a different direction, God said it, I'm going to follow him. Because it does not matter what else you learn. If you don't learn this. You know, Pastor, he said something I love so much. He said, there is a God and you are not him. Contrary to what your 200k Instagram followers told you, you don't have the final say. There is a final say and it's not yours to have. The word of God is the final authority. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two points, humility and meekness. It's very connected to number one, but I really wanted to emphasize number one first. James 1.21 says, Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with what? Receive with what? The implanted word of God, which is able to save your souls. Many of us have learned to talk to God. But not many of us have really learned to listen. What does it mean to receive with meekness? It means that when you come before the word, you put away your preconceived notions. It means that when you come before the word, you put away your coconut head. When you come before the word, you put away your stubbornness. When you come before the word, you put away your pain. You know, there are some people that are worshipping their pain. Pierre, you won't understand what they, they did to me. Some people are worshipping their bitterness. Some people are worshipping their ego. I know the Bible says I should treat my wife like this, but, 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 the way I am. When you come before the word, you put away yourself. Receive with meekness. Receive with humility. 2 Timothy 3 from verse 16 says that all scripture is God-breathed, God-inspired, and is useful for instruction. Someone say instruction. Can the word of God instruct you? Can you be at a stage of your life where you're not sure what to do? And there are so many voices and you actually go to the word for instructions. You actually delight yourself in the word of God for instructions. Can the word of God instruct you? It says it's profitable for conviction. Can the word of God convict you? Can the truths that you hold dear about yourself be the truth that the word of God tells you? The word of God to tell you the, um, the fruit of the spirit is patience. You say, naturally, I'm a very angry person. Which nature? Say, lo love has no, keeps no record of wrong. Say, me, I know they forget. Why, why, why must you be so contrary? For conviction. You see, there are some things that manifest themselves on the inside before they manifest themselves on the outside. Before you gossip someone, 
you have had the person in your mind. Am I talking? And the thing is that God can see your mind. So if you submit yourself to scripture before you get to the point where you can do the person even on the outside, God has worked on you on the inside. It's profitable for correction. Correction is not always nice. And I'll prove it to you. Has anybody ever told you these annoying words? I want to tell you something. Then, the one with the vexing past, not now. Later, when you are, you are more settled, I don't want to disturb you. You don't want to disturb me. Why do you not wait? You will start thinking about your life. You have to be beating boom, 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 boom. Say, I want to talk to you about something. Yes, maybe the person drops it on, on WhatsApp. We are not calling, calling. They are not picking. You were online now. What happened? Correction is not always sweet. But the word of God is useful for correction. The word of God can catch you before you get caught. And some of you need that catching. Be honest with yourself in the word. And for training in righteousness. The thing about training is that many times it focuses on your vulnerabilities. I'm fit, I'm fit. Now when you go gym, we go no. That's the thing about training. That there are things you believe you are good at. There's an area you believe. Have you ever thought you were so good at something and you went to school for it and realized you didn't know much? Those of you that studied Aki. You were doing TD. Your teacher was telling you, ah, my architect. <laughs> you know, I entered 100 level and realized, ah. <laughs> Building blocks is different from career. And so that's what training in the world does. It doesn't just expose your vulnerabilities, but it teaches you how to overcome them. There has to be vulnerability in the word of God. That when some messages are going out, or you hear them, or you're studying, don't just assume it's not for me. Check. Examine yourself. So humility and meekness. Number three, interest and attention to detail. I always think about this thing. Oh, not always, but once in a while. Like, it was all well and good that Abraham had when God told him to sacrifice Isaac. Imagine if he did not see the ram. <laughs> here go, you know, here come. <laughs> so, so he comes down from the mountain without Isaac. He don't already stab him. <laughs> and then his wife is like, what happened? He said, God told me. God said, you did not hear complete, oh. That's not... <laughs> So, I'm still going to come back to that. That's actually under consistency. But this is interesting. Attention detail. I'm going to show you guys something in Habakkuk. That book of the Bible you open once in a year. Habakkuk 2 from verse 1. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I'm corrected. He says, I will stand. It's a posture. 
of meditating and waiting. There are some situations you go through in your life and you're like, ah, if I just speak to my business mentor, he will tell me what to do. And you will wait for hours just to get that meeting. How much more the word of God? The guy in Abacock said, I will stand and watch. That attention, that interest. Job said, I esteem your word more than my daily food. That's a mindset to have. Even for people that don't eat, there are some foods that interest you. Am I talking? Abby? Or we are all foodies. No foodies. Is it true? There are one or two foods, I believe. You guys are not be like us normal people. That's no food. I don't know how people don't like food. I don't. You ask some people if it's say I forgot. How? Did you forget to breathe? Anyway, but that's by the way. But there's a way. There are just some things you like that interest you. And the word of God should be like that. I will stand a posture of meditating, observing, waiting upon my watch. Diligent attention. Some versions say upon the tower. So I'm putting myself in a vantage point. How painful will it be that you, what you were asking for, the time you were supposed to read it in your Bible, you slept off? The solution that will change your life. You slept off. Paying attention to detail. When you study your Bible, take notes. When prophecies come, take notes. When you come to church, take notes. I don't think we should still be convincing people to check, take notes in church, but here we are. You were looking at Instagram every five minutes before you came to church. You still came to church every five minutes on Instagram. Focus. Pay attention. Let it stop it. That the last memory verse you learned is the one Auntie Bridget taught you in children's church. What new verse of scripture have you learned this year? Should I ask you to raise up your hand? It's a silence for me. <laughs> Everybody have been saying there's a PL. Please, my crush is here. <laughs> so interest, attention to detail. Study properly. Write it down. Document your experiences in the word of God. There's something Pastor used to say that if you struggle in a particular area, it's probably because you don't have enough light, enough knowledge about it. I'm always getting angry. You even first have to admit it first. Then go to the word. What does the word of God say? about this. Then you build a diet on that. I was teaching on Sunday on the Island Church, Psalm 119, I think from verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? And it's such an honest question. And the psalmist says, by guiding it according to your word. Your word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. So intention, attention to detail. Not just picking any verse and running with it. 
And that's why some people have such a warped theology about life. That's why with all the information in the word of God, somebody will come and tell you fornication is not a sin and you believe. Somebody will tell you, you see, there's nothing wrong with. What's that thing they call? Marrying plenty wives. Polygamy. See, after all, this person was, this person was. And because you've not taken time to study, there's a part of me like, mm. He has a point. Just is a, is a different perspective. Depends on how you look at it. Depends on where you touch the elephant from. If you touch his nose, it might be like a snake. If you touch his tail, it might be like a lion. If you touch his legs, it might be like a hippo. So it's all about perspective. Now lie. Because both, when you, open, you still have to open your eyes to know that it's a what? Elephant. You won't be easily tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And in this world, you need it. Because the devil is deceiving people up and down nowadays. And the best way not to be swayed by lies is to be established in the truth. Say, I'm established in the truth. So pay attention. How else do you receive the word of God? Receive the word of God with joy. Jeremiah 15 from verse 16. I'd like us to read it together. If you're there. Are you there? Jeremiah 15, 16. Are you there? All right, once we go. All right, I want to ready go. I know them. Uh-huh. Okay. It says, your words were found and I ate them. Receiving the word of God with joy. With what? And this is especially important when you are going through challenging situations. The Bible says concerning Hannah, she'd been praying for a son. As soon as the prophet gave her the word of God, she did not say, ah, Baba, I'm warning you if I come back and I'm not pregnant, you see yourself. She immediately dried her eyes because if God says it, it's as good as done. So when you receive the word of God, it's with joy. Understanding that his word has the potency to bring anything alive, to make anything alive, to make anything possible. If you are looking for clarity, if you are confused and you go to the word, when you receive the word of God, receive it with joy. If you're sick and you go to the word of God and you see a word for your healing, receive it with joy. If you are anxious, if you are what? If you are anxious about the future, when you go to the word, receive it with joy. And anxiety will melt away. Some of us want to wait for the word of God to do what he says it will do before we have joy. That's told me. Monday, Tuesday, latest Wednesday, I'll be in a relationship. Until then. But once God says something, carry it with joy. Carry it with joy. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is, is, is a joyful thing. 
Angels appeared in Luke 2 from verse 10 and said, Do not be afraid, for I bring, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. So even when it's not a word that is directly related to what you are going through, the essence of the gospel is worth rejoicing about. Hallelujah. The essence of the gospel. The fact that we have an eternal hope in God. That regardless of the challenges here, we know where our future is because of Jesus and what he has done. Great joy. Not your neighbor say great joy. Hallelujah. Next, receive the word of God with faith and expectation. Please put in tongues for a moment. You said you lacked seed. The word of God is seed enough. You said you lacked support. The word of God is support enough. This is strange. You said you lacked witnesses. Witnesses to what God has said. The word of God is witness enough. You said you lacked resources. The word of God is resource enough. Maybe all you needed was the word after all. Enough of asking, how shall these things be? Hear the word of the Lord today. Enough of asking, how shall these things be? Oh, Jesus, be it unto me according to your word. The light in the word is enough. The lamp in the word is enough. The confidence in the word is enough. The reputation of the word is enough. Enough to take you from the back to the front. They said they need someone that has been there for longer than you have been. But the word of God has been before. And on the wings of the spirit, the word of God will carry you. He's brooding over the dark areas of your life and saying, let there be light. The same way a man sharpens the countenance of his friend, the word of God is sharpening you. With faith and expectation, I say concerning myself what you have said concerning me. Let Your word is true. Your word is powerful. 
Your word is true. It is so real. Your word is true. Your word is powerful. Your word. Your word is true. Your word is true. It is so real. It is so real. Jesus. It's so real. It's so real. It's so real. Living and active. It's so real. It's so real. It is so real. It's 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 so real. It is so real of our generation. It's so real in your life, in your family, concerning your assignments. It's so real. It's so real. It is so It's so real, it's so real, it's so real. Oh, oh Jesus. It's so real, it's so real, it is so real. They told you leave that one and face reality. <laughs> it's so real, it's so real, it's so real. fade as you sing. Your word is true. Your word is true. It is so real. Over my health. Your word is true. Over the visions you've given us. Your word is powerful. Your word is true. Your word is Your The walls of doubt are falling down. Your word is true. 
what the devil lied to us. The God whose word is as powerful as his name. You are not a man that you should lie. We stand strong on your promises. We stand strong in your word. What a blessed assurance. We are like Mount Zion. We cannot be shaken. We have built our houses on the rock of your word. Where are the winds? Let them come. Where are the rains? Let them come. <laughs> But for the man who builds his house on the rock, the unshakable rock of the word, our houses are standing strong. Standing strong in you. We trust in you. We trust in your word. We put your word first. There is no need to listen to lying vanities when we have the truth. No need to listen to whispers of fear when echoes of your love are ingrained in our hearts. No, listen, no need to listen to whispers of doubt when we can stand confident in the truth of the one that has called us. We trust you. We trust your word. Even when the situations don't add up, like Mary, we say, Father, be it unto us according to your word. Your word is the constant. Every other thing is the variable. The doctor's report is the variable. The reports of men are the variable. Your word is constant. Your word is true. Your word is true. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.